What's going on, you crazy Floridian? So glad to have you with us for another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. My name is Matt Austin. How you doing, Gigi? Hey, I'm great. I'm Ginger Gatz, and I'm so excited uh, for this edition. I'm excited for every edition, but this one especially because I think a lot of people really are interested in what we're talking about because it is a hot topic right now. I've been, I don't need a house, but I've just been driving through neighborhoods looking at different houses because they're for sale signs everywhere. And as soon as you see that for sale sign, if you don't make an offer right then, the next day you drive back, it's either pending or under contract. So anyway, we're going to talk about the hot, hot, hot real estate market right now, which is surprising to me. Yeah, it is crazy. You know, this pandemic set in about a year ago and we all thought, oh, what's going to happen to housing prices, recession? Well, all of a sudden, this real estate market is on fire. Very reminiscent to me if you were in Florida in 2007, 2008, trying to buy a house when everybody was kind of like, I remember being in this position where you're thinking, if I don't buy a house now, I'm not going to be able to afford one in my life. So now there's like this panic and the scramble to get homes. A home sold in my neighborhood in 48 hours. It had 15 offers, uh, and wow. it's just crazy. So when I thought, let's explore this whole real estate game, I have a buddy who I have known for decades. He's very charming and handsome. He works with the Weimert Group. He's a realtor. His name is Tony Galarza, and uh, he's joining us for the podcast this week. And he is just, uh, he, he's very tuned in to this situation. Tony, thank you so much for joining us for Florida's Fourth Estate, my friend. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. So, so kind of guide us through what, if you had one word to describe the current real estate market, what would that word be, Tony? <laughs> um, let's just say outrageous. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's mind blowing. I'm going to have to use two words. Um, it, it, it has absolutely blown our minds away and we've been doing this for years. I mean, you know this, Matt. And, um, uh, but unf I mean, it's just been such a huge blow up market, even where, us as real estate agents are trying to predict what's going on and it's just soaring above our predictions. So Okay, do you have nuts. an explanation or a theory about why it is outrageous and mind-blowing right now? Because it seems like people have lost their jobs because of the pandemic or they're mm -hmm. not working as, as much as they would have. What, what do you think accounts for this hot market? Well, honestly, the biggest is, number one, the low inventory, but also the interest rates. I mean, right now, money's basically free, right? So when you can go and get a 30-year mortgage for close to 2.75%, I mean, that's a huge determining factor. But I won't lie. I mean, with the pandemic, people are staying home more. So they want a bigger home. They want more flex space. So I think it's, there's a, it's a multifaceted type of reason and why this is happening. Yeah, I get that. And, and people want change, I think, too. Like my wife is just all mm -hmm. of a sudden itching to just tear our house down to the studs and redo everything. And I'm like, cannot, <laughs> we cannot do this. Uh, I get it that we've spent a lot of time here lately, but that's just not the way it works. So kind of, so we're talking about how crazy the market is. Give me a story. You kind of mentioned one we were talking on the phone the other day, which made me think we have to do this podcast of just how crazy the market is is you say the inventory's low, people are buying homes maybe before they even hit the market. So tell me a story Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. So, uh, well, I'll, there's a few stories really with that. And inventory is dramatically low. So the, uh, the demand is massive. So what we're seeing these days, and the story I was telling you is we're literally going out to properties 
as a you know, real estate agent, going to list them and uh, taking photos. And on photo day, neighbors are coming by. People are driving by and literally saying, is this home going up for sale? And we would answer back with, yes, it sure is. And they're like, well, we want it. Don't even put it on the market. We're ready to pay for it. <laughs> like we want it. We've been searching in this area for forever. That is very reminiscent to back in 2005, six, seven, like that time frame. Because again, it's just people are begging for these types of homes. Here's a stat I got to tell you about. The uh, overall inventory year over year is down 40%. Wow. 40%. Now, 40%. single family homes makes up a huge part of that, the 52%. Condos are a little up, but townhomes, villas, single families, 40% down. So I don't understand. I mean, it seems like everywhere I look, there's like a building boom, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. why is that inventory so low? What's happening? Because even new construction's being bought up quickly as well. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And I also think, I mean, look at you guys, right? So you live in a home, you've been in there for years. You know you could probably sell it and make some decent money. But now everybody's telling you the market's so high it's so hot it's almost hard to believe and then they see their neighbor sell and they're like well wait a minute they really can get that much here's a for instance in my neighborhood alone there's a house that just went up on the market for six hundred twenty five thousand dollars and my wife and i again doing this for years said no way no way <laughs> if that house sells for 625 we're selling our house and then we got the ring the phone call hey it's under contract for asking price what <sighs> blows my mind away Right. And you do now, this. You do this for a living. And you're seeing yeah, this in your own I, neighborhood. I and you're do. Like, not going to happen. No, no. way. And I literally do this for a living. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of homes. And it, this is blowing my mind away. But it is a reality. I mean, I just remember we've been in this house now four years. We bought here four years ago. And mm. I just remember how many houses we went inside to make sure, you know, you look. So for someone to stop you in sight unseen inside the house, they just can they just care about the neighborhood. It's like I want this house for mm -hmm. for asking or whatever, and just hit you over the head with a wad of cash. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. Well, I mean, and think about who's coming here, right? New York's coming here, California's coming here. They're all flooding. I get literally calls on a daily basis from people in New York telling me the same story, same story, and they have money, right? And so a lot, they have a lot more money. Uh, to buy much more home than they can up in New York. Yeah. Right. So, so let, let's dig into that for a second. Like, uh, so what are they telling you? Are they saying because they want a more open state because of the pandemic? Are they saying it's because of the crazy hot? They pay like 13% more in taxes there. What are the mm -hmm. reasons you're getting from the New Yorkers? That, I mean, the, what you just said is exactly right. But in addition to that, they feel like uh, it's just not as safe as what they really thought it was going to be, or it's just things have changed. Um, they feel like they, they do need a bigger home now for their family because they're doing homeschooling and such. Um, so, and what you can get for your money down here, I mean, is, is much more, much, much more. So yeah, that's what really driving people here. And also with taxes and they'll be able to save money sure. there as well. Yeah. Now, is there, you know, right around the, the years you mentioned, 2005, 2006, seven, when everything was going crazy, a lot of people bought homes and then when the economy started to right itself, they lost those homes. Are we in that same little area right now or, it, or is it a different situation? Yeah, that's a good question. So I don't think we are in that. I mean, a lot of people are saying there's got to be a bubble coming soon. It got to be a bubble coming soon. We said that two years ago. 
we really did. I mean, we saw the market flattening and thinking, okay, well, maybe we'll start to either see a bubble or things will recorrect or things will kind of start to flatten out. Uh, and it's just continued to rise. So uh, I don't think anybody can necessarily predict if there's a bubble coming soon. Now, if factors change, you know, maybe that's another story. But if you're looking back in 2005, six, seven till now, back then we had predatory lending. We had issues with, you know, just uh, different lenders offering different types of financing um, where some people were getting, uh, let's say, a 0% down or 0% interest adjustable rate mortgage. But then when that readjusted two years later and all that money came due and now they're going from a $700 a month payment to now a $2,200 a month payment. Well, that's when people started having issues and no longer can afford it. And then unfortunately things kind of hit from there amongst other things. Do we see that now? No, we do not. I mean, they've really tightened up on uh, financing laws and, um, you know, being much more transparent with that. So we don't necessarily see that coming. Yeah, but do you worry, Tony, about people buying right now? Because if this is the height, I mean, you know, I know you represent plenty of buyers. You also list a lot. Uh, Weimert Group sold a quarter of a billion dollars last year, hoping to sell a half a billion dollars this year, hoping to double that, <laughs> uh, which is bananas. Uh, if I can't picture too many businesses saying we're hoping to double, but that just, just shows the market that we're in right now. So do you worry for those buyers who are coming into the market now Maybe they're buying their first home. They're scrambling. You have to basically put in an offer immediately if you even want a chance at it. Do you worry that when they go to sell these in four or five years that maybe if rates go up and people are less likely to buy a home then that that it's not the greatest investment? Not necessarily because I think you hit the, the mark there when you said four or five years. I mean, if you think about it, if you're getting it at the interest rates that they're, your people are getting it at, and they are going to live in this home and they're going to be there for five years. I don't necessarily think it's a bad investment at all. I really don't. Now, could the person who buys today that needs to things change dramatically with their job and they need to relocate and sell in six months or a year from now, would yeah. that be an issue? There's a very high possibility with that. But then again, what if they could t- the market does continue to go up, right? And that's been a question from a lot of our buyers and sellers is, well, will the market increase in the summertime? Will it you know, continue to go higher? We really have to wait and see. But I think interest rates itself really play a big factor in that. Yeah. If you had maybe your top two or three things that you would say to a new home buyer right now, like someone who is not, they're living in an apartment right now and they cannot wait to get out and they've saved up a, a little bit of cash. Can you talk about what the top three or two or three things they, they should do or should know? So number one, plan to stay in your home for a while. You know, definitely if, if that purchase that you're going to make, stay there, stay put. I mean, it's yes, it might be priced a little bit higher, uh, but you got a great rate. You got a great home. Um, so I would just definitely stand, plan to stay a little bit longer. Also, some people are saying tr- if you can afford it, try to get a 15 year mortgage if you can afford it. You know, really try to build that equity as fast as you can. So just in case something does happen, it's not as big of a hit to you uh, down the road. Um, make additional payments if you can't afford a 15 year, you know, get a 30 and do that. But again, I, what I stress to people right now is if they don't necessarily need to sell, now I'm a real estate agent. The market is hot in in the market is, I mean, if any time is a good time to sell, it it is absolutely now. But if you don't have to, and you can stay put and you're very happy in your home and you don't need to sell right now, then I don't necessarily think you should. Um, You know, because again, on that other end, when you purchase, it is going to be a little bit higher. 
Yeah, yeah but that's... if someone knocks on your door and says, hey, I'm going to pay you like maybe more than what your house is worth, then I'm going to probably look oh, at I'm the storage unit. Oh, I'm going to say, what But then okay. you're going to have to go knocking on someone's door to find a place exactly. right now. That's exactly. the, uh, so let me ask you this. Are you seeing it across all price ranges? So say you're in one price bracket. Uh, what, well, first off, what's the hottest price range right now? Like, if you put a home on three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, is it just gone in a matter of days at the moment? Days, days. Mm. I mean, here, here, I'll give you the most recent: Waterford Lakes, three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars home put on the market yesterday, had twelve showings. Currently, has six offers. Wow, that's Waterford. And uh, I'm sorry, and over asking, right? I can't give too much information sure. because if anybody's watching this, you know, now they have an up on the on everybody else. But um, but that's just one example. But then let's shift over to Oviedo. Let's talk about Oviedo. Their average range, they're they're in that five hundred range right now, where um, that people are buying and anything that five six hundred thousand dollar range is selling like this. Here's another example: uh, five hundred thousand dollar home was listed not too long ago in Oviedo. One of our, our uh, agents put an offer with their client up to $535,000 waiving inspections, you know, wow. and uh, willing to bring a few thousand dollars over appraisal if it was to appraise low. Well, they still got beat out because there was 15 other offers against them and a cash offer beat them at 540000 How do you beat that? So now it's a $40,000 difference. How do you beat that, right? So it's tough. That's mm. crazy. So, so when you're mm -hmm. with these buyers, you have to be – a little cautious, right? Like you're paying you forty thousand over ask. You're waiving inspections. Who knows what could mm -hmm. happen with that? But but mm -hmm. that's the name of the game right now. That is the name of the game. And and listen, if any other real estate agent out there is listening to this, there was a, a phenomenal agent that we work with. Um, her name is Kathy. That put a, a Facebook post out there that said, "Hey, we know what we're doing in this game. We understand it. You know, we we know that we make a commission, and that's how we earn our, our income. Um, however," Do right by your buyer. Make sure you give them solid um, uh, consulting and make sure that they know that if you are making this type of a move and bringing money over appraised value or, you know, waiving inspections, that there, there are risks associated with that. But I won't lie. Some buyers look you dead in the eye and say, but we need a home. We are going to homeschool. We're, we're working from home full time now. We need this. We're going to be here for 10 years. And I'm not going to lie. There's, I say it's a good move. Yeah. Now, if you're in that market where you want to, I know you have to get everything appraised, but these sites, like, for example, like Zillow, and yeah. you get, are, are they accurate? Because sometimes you get the monthly report and you're like, whoa, how did that happen <laughs> in, in a yeah. month? And then you'll get the next monthly report and it's like, I haven't done anything differently. And it, yeah. it went down. You know, it's, should people believe, put, put any stock in, into some of those sites? You know, I think. You know, and I'm not bashing any sites. I think mm -hmm. what they're offering is a value of some sort, right? So, you know, back years ago, they didn't have options to be able to go online and see kind of just a range of what their home could sell for. Now, I don't necessarily agree with how some of these give an exact figure. You know, this is your estimate or his estimate, right? Because, again, that is pretty arbitrary, right? So here's a, for instance, you just said you can look at it one month and let's just use for numbers sake, it's $500,000. And then the next month you've done nothing to your home, but now it's worth six. Well, how in the world did that happen? There is an algorithm behind the scenes that we just don't, we don't know about, right? So however that's working out, they don't, they've never been in your home. They've never, they don't know if you have a pool, things like that. 
Um, however, what I have seen, and maybe you can kind of, you know, figure this out here for your own, but what I have seen is, let's just say you're, you were at $500,000, but then you put your home on the market for 585, and then two days later, all of a sudden, that estimate is now 585. So there is something to kind of think about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think what they're doing is just trying to provide a value um, and a service but I don't think it's perfect. That's why you come to us. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what that's we why do. You, that's why you pay the pros. So here's the question I All think right. everybody wants to know, and it's actually coming from a buddy of ours, Jason Geller, uh, who has a oh, great goodness. question. <laughs> he says, <laughs> how can a current homeowner take advantage of the current market conditions to both sell and buy a home. So that's what we're all wondering. It feels like when things are chaotic and crazy, we want to try to take advantage, strike while the iron's hot. How do we do mm-hmm. that, Tony? You have to make sure your motivation makes sense. You, why are you selling? You know, if, if it's only money driven, think about, think that through. You know, yes, you could sell for a very high amount, but we all know that you're going to also be buying for a very high amount. Nobody wants to sell and necessarily go rent and just watch to see what this market does. I don't think that's a great idea either because look at the rates. The rates are phenomenal. So if your motivation is, and let's use Jason Geller as a, for instance, his family's growing, you know, and let's say um, he's working from home now. Uh, and so is his wife. And it's just now it's getting a little bit tighter. They have a ton of equity. They know they can make a great amount of money. Well, then, yes, make that move because they're probably going to stay in that next home they buy for a while. So that's my advice to you is check your motivation first. Check to merely make sure that the decision you're making is not just money driven. Um, make sure that it's there's other motivation behind it. Okay, speaking of motivation, we talked about this before uh, we actually started recording this. I, I always find it interesting that a lot of people who get out of other industries, and this one is a good example, like people will leave TV, they'll leave public relations, and they're like, I'm going to get my real estate license. <laughs> and... <laughs> And they do. And I feel like what you do is really, really hard when done well and you're successful at it. Why do you think that is like the default career for so many people who decide to change careers like real estate? So I won't lie. Our team is notorious for making it look easy. I'm just being honest. I, I really am. I like We've that been humble doing this brag. Very, I love the humble brag, I'm being, Tony. Keep it going. I, I'm just being honest, right? We do. We do make it look easy, but we but we put a lot of work into it. And there's a lot of experience attached to it as well. I mean, our team consists of, I think, 70 people right now. And we sold over 950 homes last year. But that's experience, right? You 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 have enough under your belt. Now, but then they people see, like friends of ours, I'm not going to lie, I've had multiple people come up to me recently saying that they're going to get their real estate license. And I'm like, okay, well, let me give you a couple pieces of advice. But hey, go for it, because you never know. It might do great. Um, but when it looks easy, they do it. I mean, they, everybody jumps on it. But when it's not as easy, when, they, when things do change or the market shifts, here, I'm going to give you an example. And I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I believe there was like 15, 16,000 real estate agents on the local board, what we call Aura, the Orlando Regional Real Estate Association. And, um, and this was back in 0567. Oh, well, then the market shifted. We had the recession. It was very hard to sell homes. Short sales are very popular. Um, and I remember the September came around when your Aura dues were due. And your your reinstatement for your license was due, and it went down to like six thousand. Wow! Like, 
Right. So that is the reality as well. So it's not as easy as what most and some other teams and, and agents make it look. Um, but that also doesn't mean that they couldn't do well as well. Because yeah. sure, now seems like a great time to jump in, because if you're telling us that people are stopping you as you're taking a picture of a house mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah. making it sounds like Ginger and I could sell a house pretty easy right now. huh? Yeah, oh, I can take sure pictures Ginger outside could. a house. <laughs> no, no, I know Tony is a hustler and, uh, and that's what you want in a real estate agent for sure. So, uh, well, well, I, I'm fascinated by this market. Uh, I'm, I'm curious as to how long this craziness will last. And we're getting into summer. People don't even move in March and all these houses are that's selling. True. So are you, what is your prediction for the summer months? I think the summer is going to be great. I do. I think if sellers are uh, waiting I don't necessarily think it's going to be a bad thing. I think the summer is going to be very good. Again, if I had a crystal ball, I'd be a billionaire. But the the one main factor, in my opinion, that could really change all of this are interest rates. Now, here's another silly thing. It's at 25 or 2.75%. It did go up a little bit the other day and came back down. But if it was to jump to 35 to 3.75, even though we all know that's still phenomenal, that does change affordability. And if it goes to four or five or, you know, then things may dramatically change. So it really just depends. Um, but in my opinion, my, what I predict, I predict that we're going to be just fine. I think numbers are going to stay just as strong. Inventory is still super low. Homes are selling twice as fast. I mean, I think we're going to be in a good position. Yeah. And people are getting big checks from the government too, uh, possibly mm-hmm. very and soon. And they're doing that too. dollars a yeah. person, mm-hmm. child tax credits. Some A family of four could be getting 5,600 extra dollars here, which... Could help. Yep. Are you expecting that to possibly have an impact on the market? It always does. It always does. Tax season. When tax season comes around, always. Yeah, there's always an Wow, impact. you're about to hit a perfect storm of everything right now. Yeah, let's see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, it is, I that, it is that time. You know, I was just, and maybe you, you can't speak to this, but as a person who drives around and I love to look at real estate, Matt, Matt's really into it. I'm not as much, but yes, he is. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just like looking at different things. So my husband and I, when we walk or we drive in different neighborhoods and there's new construction going up, right? Mm-hmm. It drives me insane when I see these giant houses and there's a one car garage and they're this close together. Well, yeah, they're on it. They have zero lot line mm-hmm. and, and they mm-hmm. have one, a one, why? <laughs> I don't know. To each their own. He doesn't build them. He just uh, sells them, huh? <laughs> I, I, that is true. I, I, that is true. But it's something people consider when they're buying, I, I would think. You know, it's like I don't want to be they able do. to hand my neighbor a cup of sugar through my window <laughs> to their window. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, builders are doing that, unfortunately. They've done that for years. Uh, you know, they buy a piece of land. They stick up as many houses as they can. Um, you know, some of them... There's a couple like in Oviedo uh, that is building one with, you know, uh, at least half acre lots. And that's great. Like that's that's desirable. And um, actually, my wife and I were even interested in that community potentially. But so they are doing that. But, yes, you are correct. I mean, the one car garage thing is outrageous. I really like maybe if you're in the Winter Park, you know, area and that's just, you know, they're okay with that or whatever. That's one thing. But I don't necessarily see that being huge value. Yeah. That was more of a 
anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ginger just needed to get that off of her chest. Yeah. And I get that. I get, it. I, I get that as well. I definitely uh, need more garage than one car. So, well, uh, this has been a fantastic conversation, Tony Galarza. Uh, next time we meet, you're buying me lunch because apparently uh, you're selling a crazy amount of houses right now. Wait a second. I think that's been my tab for the last few times. So. <laughs> and it's going to keep going, a- is all I'm saying. <laughs> if the market turns around, I'll get your lunch. And uh, so thank Ideal. you so much for joining us. And uh, you're very welcome. interested to see where the market goes and you can come and take a look at ginger and i's house and let us know what you think we can get for it <laughs> i'll see you i'll see you later on the night <laughs> oh this thank has been you guys. fun it's been you. really good yeah thank you so much tony you got it